0: And welcome back to the For Film Safe Podcast, everybody. My name is Brian Archija, and I'm here with Chris Chris Lucky. And I'm sick as fuck. (laughs) Hi. <laughs> I not
1: that. Oh, M- morty, we, we, we gotta get out of here morty uh,
0: i don't think i should be here any a- any longer i
1: yes, hate so. to laugh at your discomfort but it is pretty funny
0: <laughs> like the fucked up thing is that it fluctuates Yeah. so like right now i sound fine and mm-hmm. like I'm, the next time i say a thing, i'm just gonna sound like uh mm-hmm. it's just like it's fucking awful yeah i can't have a normal conversation and know what's gonna come out of my mouth <laughs> and it's disgusting So, to anyone that believes that climate change is bullshit, Mm. fuck you. This is happening because of climate change. Normally, I get this sick on April. Mm. But guess what? It's warm as fuck, so I'm getting sick in February.
1: Yes, there's no such thing as winter. I don't believe in winter any longer.
0: No, no, that shit's dying hella quick. It's it's done. Um, Mm -mm. But we're back here. Chris got back from vacation. Yeah. And uh, let's hear about let's hear about that shit. Let's hear about Africa. I went to Africa, motherfucking <laughs> Africa. Um, and he brought beer. So shout out to you, Chris.
1: Oh, American beer. Yeah, well, yeah. I guess it's. In, um, I bought it here in America, but
0: I mean, yeah, because is imported. Yeah, but, you know, just bought it from I, here. Didn't bring any beer to back from Africa, but yeah, is it Heineken like German too? Like, Hollywood? uh, yes, it was
1: <laughs> German. Yeah, yeah, so. <laughs> American beer Ameri- German, a, yeah, German, Dr- German beer and Mexican beer bought in America that's <laughs> what <Fuck laughs> so yeah. we're drinking capitalism no um, it um, the trip was pretty eye-opening well the first half of the trip was, was eye-opening I did um, five days in Johannesburg mm-hmm. in um, a small town called Soweto right. and while I was there you know you know, Trevor Noah um, yeah. he's on Comedy Central now uh, Daily Show to, uh, mm-hmm.
0: um,
1: he's from Soweto oh and, really yeah in Johannesburg and it was I didn't know his history at the time and how much people talked about him well first of all no one is talked about more there than nelson mandela oh yeah like, of like this guy like we don't have anything close to like an equivalent here he's
0: like our um he's like our he's like our washington over there, i guess even yeah. bigger way yeah. bigger
1: way bigger imagine if george washington was on every piece of printed money yeah pretty much <laughs> you don't own everything that's how mandela is he's on every piece of printed money he spoke so highly as as it's like a Christian would speak about uh, Jesus Christ, right? Like, like so seriously. His face is, is playing murals of him on on so many walls. People talk to him like he's a like he's he's like a celebrity in the sense that that children and. A teenager still like him, you know, mm-hmm. like, and he's like a deity in the sense that you know adults just worship him as like a god, like quick well, guy, you know.
0: His like his whole story was still kind of recent, so I guess people yes. are still reeling from that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, everything that he did. I mean, it is uh, we. Um, the second half of the trip, I got to go to um, to Robin Island where uh, he was in prison for twenty some odd years, Damn. and just see where he was sell- held hold up in a cell and all those different things. But but the first half of the trip, uh, okay. the first the first five days in Johannesburg and Soweto. And that was eye-opening because uh, you really got to see the culture and how different it was as opposed to America. The first thing for yeah. me was, was food. Food? <laughs> you know, how, yeah, uh, how I was food. the food in Africa? Yeah. Um, in Johannesburg, it was very um, gamey. Okay. If I could say, um, it, it, it's like it, it took a while to get used to.
0: So just the kind of meats that they use. Um,
1: the way that they, the way that they prepare their food. Okay. You know, it's like with our food, it's like you don't, we don't think about it so much. But our food tastes like a chicken that was born to be eaten. Right. You yeah. know, you know, it's like you, you, you raise the chicken from a small. You know how small it is. You pump him up with steroids. You keep his legs shackled, Give him so him some he can't drugs. Yeah, you know, you keep him so he can't move around much. Right. You know, so he just gets fat. Then and, and then you kill him for food. And we steroid and preservatives, all that or whatever so to us it's like that tastes like what food should taste like right and when i tasted their chicken for the first time it tasted like very gamey like they took the chicken from the backyard cut its head off skinned them and you know gave us chicken right it tasted like what chicken it tastes like a chicken it
0: like actual chicken <laughs> yes not yeah. like drug injected <laughs> Yeah. fucking hormone yeah. induced chicken yeah exactly <laughs>
1: and that's that's how a lot of this stuff was um like the the steaks the beef everything it, it was it had a very gamey taste but um they the spice they use was a uh was ginger they, oh they is ginger. that really popular oh ginger? yeah oh yeah they're using ginger on like everything uh ginger ginger in your water ginger in your food is just their spice of, of choice huh. yeah that's interesting um, besides that, you see the food. It took a while to get used to, but the food I came around to, and it was really, really good. The bacon is. That that's what hurt me the most, I guess. Initially, I'm just gonna get over like the first world problems like, yeah. that I had going into this area. <laughs> and it was like, what the fuck, bacon? <laughs> you know, the uh, the bacon. Where's my American bacon. I <laughs> want oh, the fat, the melty. Just like mm. yes, the the bacon. The bacon that they had was more like a Canadian bacon. So it's um it's like a ham. It's you know? Fake bacon. Yes, it's like we we've already gone over that. That's not the one true God. You know, right, Canadian no. bacon isn't the one true God. And that's what they had it was like a form of that. It was it was odd. Even when I would tell them to fry it hard then it was still no yeah no because
0: it doesn't have any other belly fat it's just a bloody slice of ham yes yes the belly fat when melts Mm. that's what bacon is just like mm.
1: yes i mean yeah nonetheless like it was it was still it was good enough for ham or whatever you know but yeah that that was all right
0: (laughs) i like that you went to africa (laughs) yeah came back five minutes into our conversation (laughs) fuck their bacon
1: (laughs) fuck their bacon
0: (laughs) that ain't real bacon (laughs) that bullshit ham
1: i like that they um (laughs) they they had a lot of brown eggs no, I mean, I, when I, we have brown eggs here, you know, that you can buy at the grocery store. But yeah. the, the mostly I see is white eggs. And mostly I, what I seen there was brown eggs. And them shits were delicious. The eggs are God, good. they were delicious. I,
0: I um, like that. So, the, like, everything's a lot more natural. It's not yes, chemically processed.
1: Definitely so. Um, with the people, uh, I think with the, what I noticed with the, with the people was well, the first time we went to Soweto, and it was like a big deal to me because it was just. It wasn't a tourist area right. so much. Uh, you know, it was just th- their grandmother lived here. Your great-grandmother lived here. You know, Your this is where your family lived. And they were all staying in like ten shacks. Okay. That were um, ten shack beside ten shack. And it's just one it's room. It's like a shanty town. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the, the person's home was like the size of this room. I know you can't see the room, but if you've seen this before, it's like a small room. You know, right, so your yeah. kitchen, your your bathroom is outside, your bedroom is all in here. And they were walk for, it was about like a mile and a half uh, dr- a walk you know they will have to walk to go get their clean water and bring it back cuz there's no clean running water in yeah. there and the thing that was that was really nice um, about them is everybody had a talent to do something mm-hmm. you know everybody could do something whether it was going to be creative and artistic whether it was fixing your car building a house like anything yeah, everybody, every, had and,
0: everybody has to learn a thing yes that's how, they, that's how they survive
1: yeah and and it, it was just so nice just walking through the area and like as a black man I didn't feel like I was clearly an American you know it's right. like I mean no matter the color of my skin they looked at me were like no you're not from here <laughs> you know but it, but it still was Um, I felt like a bit, a bit distant Mm-hmm. When I was, uh, I decided to walk around the area alone, and um, this kid came up to me. He was, he had, he had me under non, and then he was like, "You American, American." It's like I will make song for you. You give me a rand, oh, and the rand exchange, one American dollar. Thirteen rand. Yeah, you know, so you can go over there with a thousand dollars and you can be puff daddy.
0: <laughs> you know, I mean, it's it's. I like that standard. Yeah, yeah. It's like how many puff daddies can you, <laughs>
1: you be? Yeah, so um, the the exchange is very favorable. Um, but um, this like this kid he came up to me. He's like under the under nine years old, and he he said that he was gonna make a song for me. And I would give him money. Mm-hmm. So he comes up and he starts beating on his chest. He's like, "Sweater, welcome to," you. and he's like doing his song and stuff. And then I'm like, "Yo, I'm like, I'm not giving you money for that. Like, I can make up a song better than that, you know." <laughs> and then I start like beatboxing and making a song with him. And then the other kids they're like they look over there. I was like, "What the hell?" So then they come over and they start mm, 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 <laughs>
0: and, and they start awesome. doing shit.
1: And then I start going back with him back and forth. And then it was like that separation of you look kind of like us but you're not one of us yeah. like that died all just the way right it's like we couldn't understand like words with each other there's so much like some a lot of them spoke English but I mean in that area they really kept to their like indigenous language right and we couldn't really communicate that well but i we all understood rhythm timing music yeah, and how, how that like works universal, it's universal. yeah yeah, yeah. And, and as soon as we got to that you know it was just it was very much accepting and i, I it was um around those kids I felt like I could let my guard all the way down. Right. I didn't feel like I was about to be taken or manipulated in any kind of way just being around 5 to 9-year-olds just in a group and like I recorded it um I'll let you hear it after the nice. podcast. But it was it was it was really really nice being in that area when you have it was over a million people living in this small, you know, Jeez. area. Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's cramped in. Um but just seeing how many different things that they have to complain about and they're out there you know happy singing and you know, just being as yeah. joyful as they possibly can, you know?
0: That's 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 always the interesting thing about people that whenever someone always goes through to, like, Africa or, like, one of those countries that are, like, now even war-stricken now. Like, yeah. a lot of people come back and they go, like, dude, these people are fucked up. Mm. They're having a great time. Yeah. They're, oh, like, yeah. they don't have to worry about the, like, the banal shit that we worry mm. about. So, they just, like, we survive, we hang out, we fucking do it again. Yeah. That's what we do.
1: An- another thing, I got to see the, uh, the culture shock. Mm-hmm. Which was um the the well you know they went through apartheid and uh, that just ended in um, 1991 or 1994 I right. can't remember the exact date but that just ended you know less than 20 or 20 some odd years ago very recently and they're still transitioning into the their indigenous people actually owning the country and own, running the government right. and so I mean their infrastructure everything that they're doing is still very bottom level you right. know and but 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 they the people are black that are running it you know the people that are living there as opposed to before apartheid you know it was um how they would say South Africa is mostly white it's mostly industrialized by white people right. and and it was and that was due to apartheid and after that was shut down the uh, the black people are running it but like I said it's very uh, you know very the beginning I mean, stages
0: yeah, they, they pretty much had to start from scratch
1: yeah yeah but what, what I was what I was loving there was an incident while I was there in Sueto and it was an older guy he looked like he was like 17 or 18 but he was strung out on drugs, and my mom, she was like, I was like he's a crackhead, and I'm like, no, that's not crack, like, they don't have the drug problems that we have, they have different drug problems yeah. and issues, and- It's a drug, and, you know, but, then, it's yes, but it's not the exact. crack <laughs> It's not, exactly, you know, they, and he's out there wilding out, and doing all kinds of crazy stuff, and I'm like, the police are about to come kill this guy, you know, just I'm thinking the most dramatic thing that could happen, you know, when somebody gets out of line, and that's the first out of line thing I'd seen there, and- and the police came over there and they, they got the guy, picked him up off the ground and they kinda shooed him away with batons and told him to get out of here, you know, kinda <laughs> laugh at him a bit and was like, No, you just get out of here or whatever. But I mean in whatever language you were speaking, but mm-hmm. the body language was saying that. So you know, come just, you just come be on, be like, what the fuck, bro? Yeah. Be an and I was I was telling my friend about that. He was like, Oh, they were um they were treating the police there were treating them like white people treat other white people here. I was like, yeah, they gave them the benefit, and, and that's what I've seen. Is like, I'll see like a white officer encounter like white or white people doing something, and there's automatic benefit of the doubt. There's right. not that that tension of something escalating or that fear for life automatically. It just mm-hmm. it was it, when I when I was there. When you're a black person raised in that society, and now you're an adult, you know that these are what these situations are. It's just something small that doesn't need to lead to something bigger. Right. And that's like an unfortunate thing in America that the cultures haven't blended enough to where some of the older people in their forties and fifties that are, that are police officers currently, they can't understand. Yeah. They
0: can differentiate between what's a threat and what's something that's easy to handle. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And now that, that was, that was something that was, that was amazing to see. Um, and in the the second part of the trip, the second part of the trip was um was Cape Town, nice. and that was just uh, tourist heaven. I mean, it was just the most beautiful things that I've ever seen in my entire life. Nothing close. I mean, the mountains that there. There was a part where the uh, the Indian Ocean meets, what the Pacific Ocean, I guess it would be, mm-hmm. uh, where the two oceans collide at Cape Point. Got to see that. Oh yeah, um, you
0: got that nice little line of ocean. Yeah, it's like nice.
1: so having both of them collide there, having a uh, an Indian Ocean just filled with boulders boulders and boulders and boulders just everywhere in there was that was that was nice to see i got to see a table table mountain where there's just a huge mountain that for some reason the top of it just looks like someone took a saw and cut the whole top of the mountain off and it's just flat. Nice. You know, so you could, we went up there, took it like a a, um, like a lift that takes you all the way up to the top of that thing, and that, that was that was pretty damn scary, but uh, I held my own. <laughs> um, uh, <there> was, oh, <laughs> Those like, are the worst moments. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is
0: fucking ty- Why am I doing this? Why the fuck? Oh, this is really pretty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> um and um then in robin island um the uh where N- nelson mandela spent his time mm-hmm. and what what i got to wake up to there and i, I want to read nelson Man- i'm currently reading uh trevor noah's book halfway into that because of a 15 hour fucking plane ride yeah, it's, it's all 15 hours, hours. <laughs> you know there and back Did it was you crazy sleep um, on the way there I did because I got to prepare you know I was like I'm not I'm gonna stay awake for 24 hours straight then I'm gonna drug myself as soon as I get on there and drink and yada 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 so I was the, the plane ride there was perfect but the <laughs> plane ride back I didn't get to have all the preparation so I ended up staying up for most of it and reading the Trevor Noah book nice. or most of it that I got through but um, they talked a lot about Nelson Mandela and the guy that um, that was showing us our tour guide he was talking more about the guy that came before Mandela it's like yeah, everybody talks about Mandela y'all in America oh and they don't fuck with us, by the way. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not, it's not that they don't they don't fuck with us in America, but man, and it's like I'm not. I, I cannot exaggerate this enough. They're like this is this is not hyperbolic. Out of every ten encounters of someone meeting us in our group for the first time, at least eight of those ten, at least eight. I want to say eight point five. Um, one of the first three questions had to do something with Donald Trump like no joke yeah, my friend no went joke. to new zealand yep. Kevin,
0: and like every time she met someone that was uh, the first question yep so uh what the fuck's up with the orange guy yes <laughs> Just it's like so that. bad man
1: yeah it, there was a, there was a guy talked about how since a child he'd always wanted to go to america oh, real real quick and on a, a other tangent i went to their mall there the mall and um i was recording stuff on my phone just watching different people but you know you had like a um a muslim area over here like a christian area over here mm-hmm. a hindu area over here and then you had like a, a place where people could go um i forget the um the mosque. The mosque inside the mall, and um, it was. Is, just is there so a ma-
0: lot of Muslim population over there in
1: South? Ah, uh, it looked like it was like split half and half. Well, like thirty percent Christianity, like Christianity and uh, Muslim seem like the two big big things okay. uh, there. But um, but, but they had so ma- all those different factions of things right in the in the mall. And at one point, they were playing the uh, the music, um, just any any music that would be considered like um terrorist music or something like that in America like any the, stuff the like that music, just Arab yeah. music yeah and it's it just like it just right in the middle of the mall and everybody is just regular and normal and coexisting everybody is and then it, you'll go up to somebody and they'll be like oh you're American you know it's like I always wanted to go to America but not anymore you know because you know who I am and it was like is that is that how you feel is that how everybody else feels or then it was like as a black person they'll be asking us like is that what we wanted as black people because like you did did this like you personally like me i'm like what the fuck (laughs) you know it's like i can't be the representative of all america but like (laughs) this is the face of where we live now there's
0: a lot of us man
1: yeah i mean it's but it was that was the heartbreaking thing that is just like before we were like the leaders of the world and that's not that anymore yes definitely on on the the shitter shitter.
0: Yeah. yeah that's fucked up
1: yeah I'm glad you had chum. a good trip, though. Yes, amazing trip, you, amazing, of amazing trip.
0: Are,
1: your nails are shiny as fuck. Yes, man. Got, <laughs> got a got a pedicure and a manicure. There was a um, the our, in the uh, in one of the areas. I just wanted to find ways to spend money, and like I said, it's one dollar to thirteen rand. Yeah. You know, so I'm feeling like Puff Daddy in here. So I'm I'm seeing people in like a very poverty-stricken area, but I still have my like code of ethics and logic to where I won't like I've talked about on the podcast before, not giving homeless people money for free. Right. You know, without you know seeing. Like something like that, because I seen a guy, you know, drumming and shit on the side of the road, and I gave him money. I'm like, you can be doing something, you know. So it's like, I wanted to give out the money, but I was like, I can't just be making it rain. Yeah, it was like something in me is like, every time I give away free money, I picture myself like a rapper in the club that's making it rain and throwing away money frivolously, you know, it's for, for nothing. I guess that's kind it's of really the capitalist funny. enemy, but, um, uh, the lady, she was like, she talked about what she could do. Like, I said, everybody could do something. And she said she could. she's a good massage, um, masseuse and uh, she could do your nails and feet. So I was like, all right, I'm in Africa. And I let a large African lady, like, do my nails and feet, you know, inside this. Um... That's
0: one of those stories that and right now there's a path in that mm-hmm. story that just opened up. And there's two two roads. And yeah. it's like, this can go, like, amazingly mm-hmm. well. Or like just disastrously bad (laughs) yeah it could have
1: it definitely could have but I mean she took me into like a nice area where I mean apparently like there's a business and everything there Mm -hmm. so I mean it it looked really nice but the massage was where it's at like she was heavy handed like strong big lady so I mean (laughs) when she got to the feet when it came down to the feet and the first time that she popped like a knuckle or like a cracked some stuff in the foot she looked up at me and then I looked down and I was like yes (laughs) so she knew that she could keep going heavy handed and she got all the way in there Brian (laughs) that is a beautiful moment of
0: humanity
1: <laughs> it was it, it was amazing though
0: that is that is fucking awesome what,
1: what about you uh, we haven't spoken like two weeks it's, well, it's we haven't seen like each other weeks. in like two weeks
0: uh well i had my my project shoot for for one of my classes yeah went pretty well i'm pretty happy with it okay it didn't plan out the way that i wanted to because nothing ever does mm-hmm. um but it went pretty well i'm happy with the shots that i got yeah and i can cut something together for sure yeah um then we we went to see Marin before you left yes and that was a great fucking yeah, show that was that
1: really thing. good he bombed on trump for like the first 30 minutes so it was Wait, really good
0: i didn't i didn't hear him but i love that you pointed that out to me that the first words he said oh <laughs> uh, I can't yeah take the shit anymore man <laughs> yeah. and it's just like there's something about Marin, like I relate to that man, at yeah. like an emotional level mm-hmm. that just makes him as he's my favorite comic. Okay. There's nothing I can do about it. He's really good. So like I was laughing the entire time of the show. Yes. It was it was beautiful. Uh, Blair, I forgot her last name. Oh, I took
1: a picture with her like yeah. a fanboy at the end. I can't remember her name. She she
0: is fantastic. She opened yes. up for Mar- Mark Marin. Yeah. Uh, if you want to look her up, just look up Mark Maron. Open Charlotte. Yeah. And uh, that was a great time. But after those two weeks, I was mostly just working and. And sort of trying to write, I finished my thesis script. Nice. Uh, so now I got to budget it and schedule it. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I have just been kind of chilling out, being busy, uh, going out, yeah. trying to trying to have a life.
1: Okay. How uh, dare I'm you? A, yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm a little resentful of like, uh, fuck.
1: No, you're sick. You're good today.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little resentful of like. Uh, School lately, Mm -hmm. because I got into the point where I want to do shit that I want to do. Yeah, but school is not letting me do the shit that I want to do. I have to do the shit that school wants me to do. Yep, and I'm getting a little bit resentful of it, uh, and to the point where I'm just like, why? What the fuck? Mm -hmm. Like one of my classes, I can teach a class because the teacher is so bad. Yes. So like, it's just like, well, what the fuck? Fuck, I could. Be doing something else with my time, definitely good. I could be writing, but like by the time I get home, I'm so mentally drained it's just because I'm so angry fuming in my fucking chair, yeah. Uh, that I don't have the energy to do anything, so like I, I, I'm at a point where I'm like resenting the education system in general. Uh, so I don't know, I'm at a crossroads with that shit. You gotta uh, stick
1: in there, like, yeah, I got, I got to that 2002 yeah. and dropped out, and yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's like that's a, what happened to yeah.
0: me at the UNCC, that's why yeah. I dropped out too, yeah. So like I've been there. It's just it's just fucking it's, it's frustrating. Oh yeah. Because it it got to the point where like I know enough about the field that if I were to go out there, mm-hmm. I, I I'm gonna fuck up horribly, mm-hmm. but I can recover from that because it, it's no longer anxiety inducing to like yeah. fuck up. Um, but I, I'm just spending a lot of energy trying to like keep myself going, like just fucking get through it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But other than that, not 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 really a lot happening. My parents were back from Puerto Rico. That was a thing yes. that happened. Oh yeah. Uh, that's about it. Yeah, I didn't have an interesting two weeks. Really, I just worked. Okay. Yeah, I like school's great. Uh, the people at school are great. Some of my friends are pretty awesome, mm. and the rest is fine. I'm Got like, sick. Yeah. That happened. Went to okay. Let me. I one story because I know we're out of Here time. we go. I went to <laughs> I went to a doctor on Monday because I've been sick since Sunday. I did the shoot and Sunday at night. My throat was kind of like hurting a little bit. Yeah. I was like, all right, well, this is annoying, but I'll, I'll bear through it. Mm. And I went to Sunday Night Magic to play magic with uh, my friends. Oh, yeah, okay. And I made it through the night. we left like at 2 in the morning, I had class the next day. Mm-hmm. Woke up on Monday and like I open up my eyes and I'm staring at the ceiling mm-hmm. and I try to move and my body goes like, nope.
1: Not happening. Whatever the I'm fuck gonna you're going to do today,
0: <laughs> it's not not happening. Yeah. You are stuck in bed. Yeah. And it's like, dude, I got to return the equipment. It was like, nope. It's like, you're like nothing's happening. In bed. Mm-hmm. Nothing, no, nothing like that. So I just slept for like 14 hours oh, that damn. day. Like, in and out of yeah. consciousness. And I started to up feeling a little better. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, my throat hurts, but I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Fucking made it through Monday night. Tuesday night, my throat is, like, fucking, like, in pain. Yeah. I am not okay. And so, at this point, I think I'm having strep throat or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, well, I got to figure some shit out. I'm popping ibuprofen like I'm an angry doctor yeah. in a bad television show. <laughs>
1: that is a good television show and, uh, <laughs> house is, is amazing uh, talking uh, uh, shit about house
0: amazing, yeah. god almighty for like the first three five seasons maybe. <laughs> yeah, until, until
1: him and cuddy hook up yeah like give me that <laughs> like until because you still had that sexual tension will they won't they and then as soon as they do it's kind of like oh, whatever all right all
0: right yeah you're right, you're right. <laughs> um but so like i'm popping pills i would and yeah. it's with the swelling on wednesday i woke up and I like my throat could barely like I could barely swallow. It was yeah. it was in searing pain. Sheesh. So I go over to the like a Dominic Clinic at Target and I just like I know what I have. I've been Googling mm. and it's just like I know what I have. I probably have strep throat. Mm. And and it's like Whatever. I Google, I go to the doctor and I do the sign up thing and the lady sees me. It's like, Yeah, yeah, I I have strep throat. Mm. She was like, Okay. It, why? It's like I don't know. I have strep. Oh, throat.
1: webmd is why.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's
1: why. I just did your job so for like, you. <laughs> thank you, and you're welcome.
0: <laughs> I have this moment because I fuck me because I hate doctors. I hate going to doctors. Mm-hmm. And I had this moment with the lady. He's like, "Yeah, I, this is. I need antibiotics. Yeah. I have strep throat. Mm-hmm. This is not. This hurts a lot. It's not a cold. I'm not okay. Yeah, strep throat." She was like, oh, okay." Let me just look inside your ear. Mm-hmm. He was like, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, a lot of people have the symptoms around me. Like, I've been sitting around. Mm-hmm. I know strep's contagious. She told, she shuts me up by making me open my mouth mm-hmm. and looking back on my throat. And I'm going through this whole spiel about how I think I have strep throat. Mm-hmm. And she just goes like, maybe it's just allergies. And then mm-hmm. she's like, nah, I think I have strep throat. Yeah. It hurts really bad. It's never been this bad with allergies. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, you just have allergies. It's like, are you sure? It's like, yeah, she pulls out a fucking strep throat dress watch my throat just, puts it on a thing yeah. <laughs> and i just like I'm talking about her and I sound neurotic at this point because I'm just going on about how people are getting sick around me mm-hmm. like how my nephew's sick it doesn't matter I haven't seen him in ages yeah. I don't know he's probably sick not with the same thing though no whatever Yeah. yeah. so she's looking at me and she's t- I'm talking about her it's like yeah I know I had a film shit on Sunday and then and you know it was like in a park doing shit and it's like well you know the, the, the allergy season started early because yeah. of climate change and I was like yeah, but I wasn't there for very long. It's probably strep, right? <sighs> and she was just like, no. <laughs> you have allergies. The allergies, yeah. And then she looked at the strep thing and she went like, N- it's negative. And she was like, what were you doing in the park?
1: Did you double down? <laughs> Did you double down on the strep throat from there? <laughs> <laughs>
0: At that point, I admitted defeat. Oh, no, <laughs> and was, no. She was like, oh, fuck. And so she was like, what were you doing at the park? And I was like, well, I had to film Get Getting things, strep so throat, like- <laughs> bitch. That's what
1: I was doing at the park. Now give me my goddamn antibiotics and good day.
0: <laughs> so I was like rolling in the grass because I had to get a shot. And yeah. then when I said rolling in the grass, she looked at me and so she was like, well, you Fucking idiot! Yeah, there you go. Have some surtec and some fucking fluorescent like yes. nasal spray. Get the fuck out of my office. Yep. So that was my interaction with the doctors. I'm, I, just, I'm a bad patient.
1: Now, did you doctor. even make it to the doctor? That was like the front. The, the, that was like the receptionist. <laughs> <Don't>, <laughs> could have told you
0: that. <laughs> At the end, she just goes like, "Just get out, dude. You don't even need to see her. You're fine." Um. So I'm a horrible patient because <laughs> I Google my shit before yeah. I go into the office. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm surprised I didn't walk in there. It's like, yeah, I got throat cancer. Yeah. I have throat cancer. I need chemotherapy right now. It's <laughs> like, well, let's take it easy from there. W- why do you have throat? So yeah. like, she encouraged me, but uh, fuck doctors, man. Yeah. I love your job, but I w- I, I'm too neurotic to be anywhere near you. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that was my, the only story that I had from those two weeks
1: i will <laughs> i mean i wish we came away with those antibiotics that would have been a win for both I really
0: those. Wanted the fucking antibiotics. i'll tell you I'm i was convinced chris i yeah. was fucking convinced yeah i walk into that office with the confidence of a man that did his diamond in prison yes. i have strep throat and yes. i need antibiotics yes maybe it's just allergies nah mm. fuck you i know what i have it's my body yeah. i don't have your fucking 20 year degree but i know what i have it's me yes and uh, she was not having. She it didn't aired. go for that. No, she didn't buy it. All right. I got. Uh, I got dragged out of the office. Told me to buy Certic.
1: I tell you, that's a worthless degree right there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: what does she know? <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna cut, and then we're gonna talk about uh, fucking Fight Club. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See you
1: guys later. One day, I've been tracking that shit since Jacksonville. <laughs> and it was like, oh, it's in Jacksonville, 4:30 a.m. And it's like, oh, it's in uh, uh, East Charleston, South Carolina, 7 a.m. Oh, it's in Charlotte, North Carolina. Hope it's out for delivery. I'm like, oh, it's on the truck. How can I get, like, more of an update? So, I, like, I went you on. You can't
0: just keep refreshing yes, the page. Yes, yes. Like, I obsessively. Thought
1: I seen something on, on the UPS app, and I was like, maybe I can track the package inside the truck, and then, like, GPS the truck. Yes, time. and see where the truck is moving in, in the vicinity of, like, different neighborhoods throughout Charlotte. So, then maybe I could just, like, run up on the UPS truck from just where like, I'm at. go, where's
0: my laptop? <laughs> Yo. And get arrested, because you look insane. <laughs> <laughs> i, I I've, I've been exactly through that man yes. th- waiting for a package is the worst thing yeah when my phone was coming you know that scene in scott pilgrim mm-hmm. where he's like literally staring at the door waiting for a package yes that was that was me when i got my iphone i was yep. just like literally sitting on my couch just like fucking yes at the door <laughs> the moment it rang i was like fucking yeah i'm
1: there i'm there yes like, mine
0: <laughs> fucking anyway fight club yes <laughs>
1: Uh, Fight Club is a 1999 film. Runtime 2 hours and 31 minutes. Uh, has a 79% on Rotten Tomatoes and directed by David Fincher. Um, it is starring Ed Norton as the narrator, uh, Brad Pitt as the narrator, Helen Bottom Carter as Maria Singer, and Jared Leto as Marla. Jared Leto. Hmm? Marla. Oh, Ma- oh, Marla Singer? Marla Singer. Marla Singer. And uh, Jared Leto as Angel Face.
0: Oh, I knew I recognized him.
1: Oh yeah. A hey, um the rundown is Taking uh, ticking Tom oh and David Fincher, um, if you don't know him from the Fipe Club, sure you've seen serious curious case of Benjamin Button, Zodiac, uh, social network or gone girl. You or, know, so- uh- or
0: panic room, if you're in panic room. Stuff, yeah.
1: Panic room. That's our yeah. early. Uh, what's your girl, Kristen Stewart? Yeah,
0: that's Kristen Stewart. She was a teenager. Yeah, yeah. early Kristen like Stewart, 14, fifteen. She maybe. was young,
1: maybe younger. Yeah, yeah, it
0: was a great fucking movie. Yeah, Horace Whitaker. Hell yeah. But still, like little tangent. My favorite rap lyric of all time: mm-hmm. belongs to Ludacris."
1: Favorite um, rap lyric of all yeah. time. Hold on, goes, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold okay. on. Let me, let me, let me see. Let me see. I'm, I'm well versed in Ludacris. <laughs> um, is it a uh, use a hoe? No, no. Is, is it? Is it move, bitch get out the way
0: no that's a close second
1: uh is is because is, yeah,
0: that one gets right to the point
1: mm, it, it does second. it does it does um
0: i think it's yeah. a pretty recent lyric i don't think it's from like early ludicrous
1: is it the one where he says he looks like he's wearing a midget around his neck
0: no that's a really oh that's a really good one
1: mm, I'm, I'm, mm. I'm gonna i have to give up it
0: yeah it's uh, sleep with one eye open forest Whitaker <laughs>
1: oh yeah that's recent
0: Every yeah. time I li- I listen to that yeah. song, yes. I fucking die laughing. Yes, <laughs> uh, that was a shout out to you, Ludacris, for coming up with that fucking gem. Yeah. Every time I see Forrest Whitaker, like, pops up in my head, and I that's you why know, I couldn't take him in Star Wars Rogue I'm, One seriously. I'm
1: I'm gonna have to give Ludacris half credit on that. Yeah. Because he sleeps. Uh, Forrest Whitaker sleeps with half of an eye open because that the, you know like one eye is fully open and the other eye is like permanently halfway open so you get half uh, credit yeah,
0: half <laughs> <it is>. see <laughs> but saying like sleep with one eye half, half open. open it doesn't have the Full same doesn't have the same flow. it doesn't it doesn't he needed the rhyme you know so I'll, I'll give it i'll give him
1: 75 percent then <laughs> just because you're not being completely accurate but you know you had to do what you had to do for the sake of the, the joke
0: favorite rap lyric of all time that's,
1: that's good stuff I'm wrong right with that. The uh, the the rundown on Fight Club is um, a ticking time bomb insomniac and a slippery a uh, slippery, slippery slope shit in a cup that is a um, a tongue slope? twister slippery no slope? a slippery soap salesman slippery, slippery soap, 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 salesman. soap salesman slippery, slippery soap, soap salesman so- slippery soap salesman so- fuck yeah cause it was a slippery slope <laughs> you know <laughs> slippery soap salesman uh, channel promo male aggression into a shocking new form of therapy their concept catches on with the underground fight clubs forming in every town until a sensuous eccentric gets in the way and ignites an out of control spiral towards oblivion
0: that was Yiza a vanilla. Oh, yeah, they're not. They're not.
1: Yeah, synopsis. They're not gonna give it away in that. No,
0: this movie is a uh, spoilers. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, it's came out in ninety nine. Yeah. yeah. Um, th- this movie is probably one of the better twist movies that I've mm-hmm. ever seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we give M Night Shyamalan a lot of credit for fucking the sixth sense, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Oh yeah, that was a good twist." He was that the whole time. Yeah. Um, but uh, the 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 twist ending, I think, uh. Although Shyamalan handled it well during the past couple of movies, there's a reason why it works and why it doesn't. And I think the reason why most twist endings don't work is because the directors or the filmmakers, or even the writers, they forget to leave clues for the audience mm-hmm. that the twist is going to happen. Yeah, Which is why the twist in The Sixth Sense worked versus the twist in The Village, yeah. why that didn't work. That because sucked. the, the mm-hmm. in The Village, we had no context clues to say that this was modern times. Mm-hmm. But in, in, in The Sixth Sense, the clues were there that he was dead the whole time. And, uh, and and that sense of, like, the mastery of how to slowly condition your audience to think that there's some information that's being withheld from you mm-hmm. and slowly start piecing it together. Uh, fucking Fight Club does that amazingly throughout the whole movie.
1: There was something in the water yeah. around this time, I feel like, yeah. because there's I wanted, there was a third movie that was similar to this, but this 1999 Sixth Sense came out. 1999 Fight Club came out. and Maybe Memento, because yeah. the same thing. That might have been ninety nine too. I'm gonna to look up it in a minute, but yeah, but um, but yeah, seeing I seen uh, I didn't see Memento till like two thousand or something, but right. but uh, Six Cents and uh, Fight Club ninety nine when they came out, and I didn't know, you know, for the first time when I watched Six Cents, no. I didn't know that the people were dead. And in Fight Club, I didn't know that Tyler Durden and like they were the same person. Yep. Like I didn't get that until like a psychology class some years ago. But I mean, analyzing this film shit it's bro it's a brilliant. psychological head trip it is amazing that, that that movie solidified Ed Norton in like my top five actors of all Sam time right there I think he's underrated
0: Oh yeah, we've had yeah. this conversation before yeah, 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 yeah. Ed Norton's like a great actor he's he, he guy. truly outshined himself in, in, in Fight Club
1: yeah let's get to it then
0: yeah okay let's get to it so uh, apart from the twist ending and why it works yeah Uh, immediately from the beginning of the movie as soon as tyler durden shows up Mm. first of all (coughs) fuck me excuse me while i die (laughs) in the in the first like 30 minutes of the movie Mm. we see frames of uh tyler durden appearing just like literally one frame yes nice editing Mm. uh in like in the background or walking around the corner like as the camera moves so it's like really hard to miss yeah you just know that you saw something yep and like they and then david fincher has the balls to play with that later when he's talking about when he's already met Tyler Durden Mm -hmm. and they're in the cinema and saying that Tyler Durden splices footage of like pornography and killed movies. Yes. So like David Fincher told you it's like, hey, this thing, I did it earlier.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and you know, and I like how he played into it with the writing. Like it was all together with one thing because he was... um. It wouldn't have worked had I not thought about this person not sleeping and dealing with um, that same monotonous lifestyle over and over right. and over, you know, that we get accustomed to. And the way that he is describing it, you know, um, and they have one interaction with his supervisor and it was like and it just shows how how monotonous this is that. You know, he knew what his supervisor was about to say to him before yep. he said it. He looked at his tie, it was like, Oh, I know what day this is. No, he just drank his shitty coffee. No, he's about to ask me to do this. You know, it's just that same routine over and over. So when he's seeing uh, flashes of things, it was like, This could be Tuesday, it could be Wednesday, Thursday. All of this right. shit is he blowing starts into losing one his, thing. Yeah, he starts losing yes, his he start to lose it, yeah. That's
0: when that's when we start seeing the breakdown of mm. the narrator, yeah. which I'm going to call Jack. Mm. Um, I'm calling him Jack because of the I am Jack's colon, I'm mm. mm. killing Jack or whatever mm. moments that happen. Mm. Uh, so I'm going to call the narrator Jack. Right. Um, but, and But and, like, that's when we start seeing at the beginning of the movie, Jack's telling us about how insomnia is this. Mm. Sometimes the other thing, you're never really awake and never really asleep. And so like we start seeing his slow meltdown into creating Tyler Durden. Mm. And that's that's why I thought it was brilliant that he put snapshots of Tyler. Because mm. uh, you don't know, if you're watching the movie for the first time, yeah. like, when I, the first time I watched it, mm. I knew that I caught something. Yeah. But I didn't know it was Brad Pitt and it mm-hmm. was gonna be Tyler Durden.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so like after that initial experience you're like, Wait, wait, I didn't recognize this guy's look somewhere. But yeah. it's in your head already. You caught it but mm-hmm. you just didn't think about it. And then when you see Tyler Durden, you start piecing a ticket like wait I saw that guy's silhouette and frame earlier mm. than, like a single frame
1: you know that's that's what this movie that, specifically this movie like Sixth Sense I mean it was kind of a thing of its own but this movie specifically fucked me up from henceforth and forevermore you know since <laughs> 99, 2000 This 17 years later and whenever I watch a movie like I have it in the back of my mind you're not gonna get me like you got me that time <laughs> <laughs> like the Sixth Sense and with I'm this movie I'm looking up for yeah. you so if, if anybody wants to go back and listen to the Birdman episode yep. that's where this comes from you know it's like when you're watching a movie Movie, and it's like the first time, it's like I didn't get it, but then I walked, looked at it again. I was like, holy shit! Yeah, you, you know, you
0: have to get it, you yeah. have to like watch it multiple times.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. Like so it's like th- this one right here is, um, is a more, it's not as nebulous and ambiguous as Birdman is. This one right here is straightforward, like it is what we're what yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah,
0: and, and even the characters themselves in the movie yeah. tell you they recognize it, it. Yeah, they tell you. Yeah, um, the, and mm. like my other favorite clues, apart from the interaction between Tyler Durden. Is that once Marla comes back into the picture? Oh yeah. Uh, you realize that there's weird interactions, kind of like him and Marla are never in the same room. Mm-hmm. Fincher tells you that in yeah. The dialogue. Yeah. He goes like, Marla and Tyler are never in the same room together. And
1: you can't speak. You better not talk to her about me. Right. And you better not <laughs> talk to her about it. <laughs> or it's me. over. I'm gone.
0: And, uh, and and just like how beautiful that is. And whenever uh, Marla would come out after having sex with uh, with Tyler, mm-hmm. she would come out into the kitchen and and Jack's like having cereal or something. So what the
1: fuck are you doing here? Saying, yeah.
0: What are you? I'm yeah. Saying, Marla gets upset. She's like, fuck you. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck's happening? Why yeah. is this happening? And so and then you start piecing it together throughout their interactions that Tyler and, and, and Jack mm-hmm. are being the same person. That's why Mar- Marla's offended that mm-hmm. Jack doesn't recognize her. And those kind of things. And it's just like so seamlessly blended together that the more that you get throughout the film, the more you're like, Hold on a fucking second. Mm-hmm. Something's not right.
1: It's it was it was nice to see the um the struggle between mm-hmm. between the two um within the inner self- because uh, you you have you have um you have uh, what's what's my guy's name um ed norton you have his, his character he's, he's the main guy that's yeah. trying to break away and trying to trying to have, be a complete person and he needs tyler durton to help complete him yeah. to do the things that he doesn't feel like he can do he needs and that
0: confidence that, that confidence no you yeah. having persona
1: that, that yeah it's um in a lot of the podcasts i'll talk about how you might not have that person to guide you and then unfortunately or fortunately for himself he has a bit of a mental issue brought on by insomnia that has allowed him to create this fictitious uh, persona right. that lets him do these things and but 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 the, but now but he has no balance this um the person a and person b they can't meet they can't mesh you can't be one right. and even when we have um tyler durden and he's in there fucking the shit out of marla like he's serving her up something serious and you know we, we see ed norton downstairs like in his mind he's like he's saying like i could have went to another room and And not listen to it, you know, hearing her, you know, getting banged out like that. But I didn't. I chose to stay there. And at one point he goes upstairs and um, Brad Pitt opens the door. Uh, Tyler Durden opens the door. He was like, hey, um, you want to come in and finish her off? (laughs) and and his character and uh he was like um he's like no i I can't you know so so it's like when you're thinking about it the person a is still him he's the 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 alpha male that's doing all this stuff that he still can't allow his other side to be able to experience that yeah that was a split that was was a split of personality definitely all
0: one way and one the other yeah and um it's just it's just fucking well, ran a shit. Oh yeah, that.
1: yeah. It reminded me a, a lot of uh, when I think about it. Is a movie called Office Space. It's a complete comedy. Yeah. Um, but in but in Office Space, um, you the ma- Space? You say, oh nice, yeah. Um, the, the main character Ron Livingston, he's hypnotized, <laughs> and with within uh, being hypnotized, it makes that that alpha fuck it personality comes out mm-hmm. to where I don't give a fuck. I'll do what I want to do. I'm going to live my life the way that I want to live it. You know, you see the dichotomy there, and that's what we're getting here in Fight Club, and Tyler uh, Tyler Durden is just the personification of it.
0: Yeah. And, and it brings another, like, the, the, other, the other reason why I like Tyler Durden so much as a character yeah. is because it brings in question, like, who we're willing to follow mm. if, like, what they can bring out in us is, like, something that we need to feel complete. Mm. So, like, everyone that was with Tyler by the end of the movie, like, sort of the anarchist group, mm. they all had something that was missing from them. Someone, like, like yeah. literally their man, their manlihood yeah. uh, for Bob. Uh, they all had one thing, some kind of emotion or feeling that they they couldn't get anywhere else, mm-hmm. and they got from Tyler because he was the guy that was like broke you free from the fear,
1: because yeah. he had
0: no fear himself. Yeah. So like the ability yeah. to influence people and how you can create sort of a cult like mentality was also explored amazingly well in this mm-hmm. in, in, in this flick. And not to mention there's scenes uh, when Ed Norton, when Tyler Durden and Jack go to the convenience shop and they pull out the Asian guy, yeah, and, and that shit. So like that's still all uh the narrator mm-hmm. but he's doing that because called it the human sacrifice he he brings that guy to do what he wants to do mm-hmm. because that's what he wants to do yes but he can do it because yep. it's still an association yeah so like that's where all of that comes from it's like all of the all, all of the motivations of every character in this movie mm-hmm. come from being able to find the part of themselves that lets them do the things that they, they want to do. do yes and, and and that's why tyler uh was such a compelling character yeah and it's safe to say that Tyler and and Jack, the narrator, are two entirely different characters. Yes. Until the very end.
1: Yeah, yeah. What what I what I really enjoy um what, what was it when they they were on the porch where he was initiating people in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the um they, they had a guy on there who was like yeah don't matter what it is if he's if he's um if he's young tell him he's too young if he's old tell him he's too old it doesn't matter just make if it he's an excuse fat tell him he's too fat yeah it doesn't matter you know just leave him out there on the porch mm-hmm. you know and it was just uh, seeing that people were willing to make the sacrifice to go through it mm-hmm. but at a point he comes to a realization in itself like why What what is it about like why do anywhere what you were saying why do do people feel they need to be follow? i mean uh, why do they need to follow someone else right. in order to get there you know and it kind of puts you in that in that uh that odd circle it's just like where are you going <laughs> you know it's like you can be the leader but a leader of what you can be a follower but a follower of what yep. you know you can be your own person and be alone but you know it it's, it just puts you in an odd paradox you know that i'm still struggling with today you know if you want to be a leader whether it is the old joke um i would never be a i would never want to be a part of a group that would have me as, as a member <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know and 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 it, it just it puts you in an odd place when you want to be a leader of of, of people but In that, what does that mean? what does that mean you know to, to mm-hmm. be able to to lead a group of people and that encompasses more than just your needs and encompasses the needs of many and everyone doesn't have the same agenda as you when we seen when um when fight club turned into um to project mayhem, mayhem you know it turned into something completely different and and uh, jack he was like what did you guys do what have you done first rule of fight club you don't ask you don't ask questions yeah first rule of <laughs> project mayhem you don't <laughs> ask your, your first <laughs> mayhem, yeah
0: yeah so like that was another interesting thing yeah. the dichotomy of how fight club evolved into project mayhem Mm-hmm. Was really fascinating because you could tell that during Fight Club, uh, Jack and Tyler Durden were in sync. Yes, and Jack was actively learning from Tyler Durden. Yeah, but there was one point where Jack felt like he couldn't learn anymore from Tyler Durden in the Fight Club setting. Yep. So Tyler Durden evolved, and he went into <clears throat> he turned into Project Mayhem and he started going one step further. Yeah, because Tyler uh, Tyler Durden's purpose was only to push Jack as far as he could. Yeah. So that he could finally admit that he was a he was a pussy, yep. essentially, the whole yeah. time. Yeah. And like to finally see what he was capable of. And like ah, it's just so good, like how the two characters like from the beginning of the movie to the end of the movie you can feel the tempo slowly increase mm-hmm. until it reaches to that point where Tyler realizes that he is Tyler Durden. Yeah. I mean where Jack realizes he is Tyler. Yeah. And he calls Marla and she was like, Fuck you, Tyler <laughs> like, What did you call me? Yeah. It's like and then fuck. And then that's the first time we learn that uh, the changeover happens. Yeah. And that's like when we actually confirm that it is a sort of um, psychological dichotomy. Yeah. And like all the effects of that go through. And it's just like, it's just so satisfying to see the reveal that you knew already happened. Yeah. At that, like at that point in the movie, 10 minutes before that, you know that Tyler Durden and, and Edward Norton are the, the same person. person. Yeah. But it's so satisfying to have <laughs> the reveal be that exact thing. Mm-hmm. Because you figured it out from all the pieces yeah. that David Fincher left you. Throughout the rest of the movie. Yeah. And and, and that's what good filmmaking is. Mm. If you don't treat your audience like they're stupid. Mm. So they can figure out their own way. They can learn it their own way. Yeah. And that makes the movie experience fucking brilliant for yeah. me.
1: That's yeah. what made FICO for me. Well, yeah, yeah I look at it both ways. It's like, yeah. it's either you're looking at it like the audience is very stupid or extremely smart. Yeah. You know, so he's like playing in the middle. It was like, you might be super stupid, but I'm going to give you something that you, even you can catch. Or you might be super smart and you got it anyway without any clues, but here's a definitive proof. Yeah, you know, right. like he, he gives it to you. The, um, the movie, there was a movie we were discussing... Um, I think it was a, a Criterion movie. Um, shit, but, but but within it, you were like he was treating it was treating the viewer like an idiot, you know, because they're not giving the pieces to the puzzle, you um, know, so the audience can enjoy it while you're going through it. And I'm I'm like, yeah, it's just that this movie here, Fight Club, it gives you the pieces yeah. while you're watching it, so it uh, it does let you have an enjoyable experience the first time around. Yeah, yeah, you know, it really so does.
0: It feels satisfying as an audience member to be in, be able to figure that shit out. Yeah, um, but apart from that, just sort of like. There's uh, In the filmmaking of the movie, there's a lot of tiny things that I love. For yeah. example, the, the film grain in the movie, mm. which is obviously added in post. Um, there's like little mm. blotches of, of like little, it's like one frame, two frames mm. of just white scratches that happen in the film grain as if you're watching the movie be projected. And That was, a, that for me, like brought the movie closer to me. So, like they break the fourth wall a lot Yes. in this movie and and the narrator even uses it, uses it as a tool to give you exposition on Tyler without overloading you and that's the scene where we find out he's a movie projectionist Mm -hmm. gives you the cue mark breaks the fourth wall they both talk to you so like at that point it brings you into the experience and then when you start noticing little film grains and like that or the fact when Tyler when you start realizing that Tyler is the same person as Jack there's a frame when they close up on Brad's face and the frame's going crazy like a film projector real burning and you're like all of that stuff just gives you the sentiment that you're in the psychological dichotomy as much as these characters are they bring you into the movie they're not breaking the first wall, they're they're pushing you inside of it. Yeah. And and it just for me that was just like so sexy. It was just sexy filmmaking.
1: There was a um, there's a monologue about Tyler Durden that kind of right before they go into the uh, Project Mayhem mm-hmm. and he's describing almost in a um a bit of um well, like a mission statement almost it's like I'm yeah. just saying what we are he was like man is a man I see in Fight Club the strongest and smartest men who ever lived I see all this potential and I see squandering god damn it and the entire generation pumping gas waiting tables uh, slave with the white collars advertising has us chasing cars and clothes and working jobs we hate so we can buy shit that we don't need we're, we're, we're the middle children of history man no purpose or place we have no great war we have no great depression our great war is the spiritual war our great depression is our life. Lives, yeah. you know and i was like whoa like that's like everything he's trying to encompass and get across to all these yeah. people following that was, him that's
0: literally the concept of the movie yeah it's, it, and, and i thought it was pretty well delivered and not only not only that but like this movie is manages to remain socially relevant mm. it came out in 1999 yeah. 2017 yeah and it felt like while i was watching that monologue i felt like tyler roden was speaking directly to what millennials would mm. be speaking to yeah you know just being treated like at one point, he says, like, we've been taught by TV to be millionaires and rock stars and gods. We're not it. <laughs> but we're not it. And we're <laughs> very, very pissed. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, politically relevant. Fuck yeah. yeah. Like a 1999 movie. Hell yeah. Uh, the movie just had a lot of layers like that. And I was really, really satisfied with the anti-capitalist message. The the sort of the whole idea of the movie was to destroy the depth so everyone can return to zero, get rid of your earthly possessions. Yeah. And all of that. And, and it's just like, essentially doing to the world what tyler did for jack
1: yeah yeah but he was he was being a bit of a um he was extreme of course yeah, absolutely. you know and a um he decided that he could be a person that could do like a divine intervention in a yeah. sort like the, when he took the guy from the other uh, restaurant and put a gun to the back of his head it's like what is that you would have wanted to do with your life if you were going to die today and then it was like um Veterinarian. A veterinarian yeah he's we're gonna be a vet and it was like yeah if you don't go be a vet when I come see you in like six weeks then I'm gonna kill you yeah. and it was just the the taking it in your hands that you're the person that you know gets to decide you know how this person lives their life and in 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 his mind you know he, he has good intentions mm-hmm. you know but it's just he can't be that person but it's it, it was it was just good to see chaos be put into effect yeah <laughs> you
0: know? and, and that, that's another thing to say about this yeah. movie the way that chaos is introduced yeah Oh, the way that cares, hold on, I got
1: He had um he had one more thing he said um he was like listen up maggots you are not special, you are not beautiful or unique or an or a unique snowflake, you're the same decaying organism as everyone else. else. Everything else, yeah. So like, wow.
0: It really is like a movie that speaks it should speak mm-hmm. closer to millennials. Because a mean, lot of the sentiments are all of that.
1: I, 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 even past millennials, as I think it's just that generation. Because yeah. I mean, even when I was nineteen twenty, like that's was like, oh, they're talking to me. But yeah. now it's like ten years later. It's like the 1920 20, Oh, they're talking to me. It's just like being in in that age to where yeah, I was special. Like at nineteen years old, yeah, I'm special. Why am I yeah. not special? I am a snowflake. I'm beautiful and I am unique. You know, I am different from everybody it's just else. A breaking down of that thought. Man. Yeah, it's yeah. Painful it it tears powerful. it all the way down. And I mean, <laughs> yeah, it, it's just like I said. Yeah, and I, they say that millennials have that thing but I feel like we all had the thing yeah. but now it's kind of more acceptable you know
0: well yeah it, it, it's a whole other weird to get into the conversation of millennials and, yeah. and whatnot but millennials are just kind of they're just getting the brunt the of it right now because mm-hmm. we're so easily Compl- we can complain so easily on social media
1: social now, media yeah
0: uh, that we're kind of pissed but we're not we're telling people that we're pissed yeah. instead of just kind of instead of dealing
1: with yeah and then yeah. blowing up and becoming murderers like right. a <laughs> lot
0: of them that, that so, did <laughs> we're telling people so people are like millennials aren't tired it's like cocksucker you raced us like, yeah. this is half your fault yep um, but uh, apart from that uh, apart from like the, the technicality of the twist the wonderful structure of the writing that this mm-hmm. movie had the amazing performances by almost everyone in it yeah uh Elena bone Carter Ty, uh, Brad Pitt yeah. and Edward Norton. yeah great trio of characters and oh, of yeah. actors in this movie oh yeah and it's just like the the way the film looks the sort of gritty dark brown green aesthetic the the sort of film stock feel that it had to it mm-hmm. like burn not even like like worn down film stock that you see in like old movies that still remain it's, it's sort of a nostalgic feel to the whole thing mm. And just like even those like tiny decisions make the movie stand out so much more. Yeah. Like the, the deep saturation of the colors, the, the way that David Fincher delivers exposition to the mm-hmm. to the audience. Mm-hmm. Like when they're in the when they're gonna go get the the fat for the soap, yeah, suction clinic. Yeah, they break down Tyler Tyler jumps, Edward Norton jumps, they sit down. And he goes like, what is this place? <laughs> just like the most, the, the, the best fat comes from humans. Yeah. Wait, what is this place? It's a liposuction clinic. Yeah. And then they just keep going. Like th- that took three seconds. Three seconds. Three fucking seconds yeah. to let you know exactly what's happening.
1: Where they're at, what's happening, while they're there, everything. It's Bow. fucking
0: genius. Yeah. Like I really really love Fincher's style of directing. Yeah. And his style changes so much across movies. Yes it does. Like in Gone Girl looks nothing like Fight Club Mm-mm. and Fight Club looks nothing like The Zodiac. No. They have similar aesthetic choices.
1: Yeah, his earlier stuff um, maybe, yeah. but by the time he got to like mid two thousands, like social social network looks nothing like anything else no. Gone Girl doesn't look like that, you know. Like I could say Seven, Zodiac, and um, this movie—they kind of have a similar aesthetic, yeah. you know—but they're different movies. But exactly. he has he has he graduated. He, he has expanded, expanded.
0: Yes, and and that's what I want to see in a director. Yeah, and I think that's why Devin Fincher goes on my top on my top five list of directors. I agree. Uh, no, he deserves it, and even yeah. when he was doing music videos, yeah, his music oh, videos, oh Madonna, yeah, yeah, Hell yeah, his music videos were a thing to watch because yeah. they they were so wonderfully in sync with the music, and like mm. they were done very purposefully, yeah. And it's just like David Fincher's the director does amazing things, yes. to stories that could have been handled so much more poorly oh yeah like fight club would not have been a great movie had a lesser director had taken it
1: that could be like a, a b movie that got stuck yeah. in in purgatory forever and, and remade like 20 years later
0: yeah, and, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and not to mention like for for you to be able to take all the psychological messages out of fight club mm-hmm. the book is pretty thick mm-hmm. fight club's a pretty decently sized book sheesh and and to be able to say what Palanuk was saying in that book mm-hmm. and turn it into two hour and a half movie yeah and still keep the same tone and effect that Palahniuk was going for, yeah. even if you shame some factuality over there, it's sort of an emotional adaptation of the book mm-hmm. and sort of like a social adaptation of the book. So like the messages of anti-capitalism and consumerism are still mm-hmm. there and are still very much present. I don't think another director could have done that nearly as effectively as Fincher maybe,
1: maybe not. Maybe yeah. not. And, and and like I said, this is a two and a half hour movie yeah. and I feel like we needed all two and a half hours of the movie. Absolutely.
0: Everything you know? was there for a goddamn reason. Yeah. The, the long setup with Jack. Yep. Uh, was there to bring us into his mindset mm-hmm. so that by the end of the movie, when we realized that he lost his mindset, we went right along fucking with it yep. and didn't even fucking question it nope. until he started questioning it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyler's sort of no fear, uh, you know, fuck you attitude, it's just, it's an attitude that everyone else fantasizes about. Yeah. So you were Edward Norton during those fucking hours. Like that hour, the first hour and a half of the movie, you were Edward Norton. Yeah. You were learning from Brad Pitt's character, you yeah. were learning from Tyler Durden. And and I think to bring someone into a movie to that degree requires a lot of restraint and directorial craft, and I celebrate oh, yeah. Fincher yeah. for doing that. In almost every movie that I see, I see the same amazing, talented work yeah. doing a lot of amazing different things. Yeah, and I love it.
1: I want to know who this guy's editor is as well,
0: because uh, I know I knew the name, the name of the guy that directed edited Fight Club. He edited fight club, uh, the zodiac and panic room. Okay, I, I'm like,
1: room. yeah, because I'm like, he has to be working because I'm seeing the pattern of um, him and Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't even piece that together with um, zodiac, not zodiac, um, seven, seven. fight club and uh, curious case of Benjamin Button, mm-hmm. you know. So, I'm like, and and you, it, we talked about this on podcast before too. Now we get to quote our, I mean, reference ourselves <laughs> yeah, as a source, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like writing an essay on the bottom of the foot, me, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> reference ourselves. Um, but yeah, we um, we talked about um how the the uh the more intelligent people in Hollywood or in the industry they tend to stick together with each mm-hmm. other and um i think it was like a Steven Spielberg we bring that up or us uh, yeah, or Tarantino yeah. And his editor. yeah yeah and uh, you you'll, you'll see that a lot so um wow like I, yeah. I would have to imagine he's working with uh some of the same editors some of the same set designers some of the same people because i mean at least on those early films cuz that shit looks but, very similar and yeah. great
0: and all that sort of gritty aesthetic that yeah. dark sort of Dark brown color. Yeah, I mean it's just it's so good to it just is. watch. It's so satisfied. Yeah, and that's a that's a word that I don't describe a lot of movies as because even if a movie's not that great, mm. it can be satisfying. Yeah, but not a lot of like not a lot of movies that I can say are both satisfying and great and well done.
1: Yeah, this this movie hits both of them. Yeah. It, it hits both lanes. Like you'll have a movie that um, um say. Say X Men Apocalypse, yeah. and and that that movie is is satisfying, but we wouldn't say that like critically that is that good. Yeah, I, I know or, it's a horrible movie. Yeah, yeah, but, but, but it's very, it very satisfying. Yeah,
0: because well, I knew exactly what I was getting.
1: Yeah, or like a Citizen Kane, mm-hmm. you know, will be critically amazing, hundred percent. But as far as satisfying, is not gonna give you exactly the same thing. That happens when yeah. me with 400 Blows. Yeah, I think 400 yeah.
0: Blows is a great movie. Yeah, but, but it's like not satisfying. It. No, satisfy yeah, me,
1: no. and and it's hard to get that that blend of both yeah. to where it's both critically acclaimed as gonna. To give you all, hit all the notes that it's supposed to, and also be entertaining and yeah. satisfying to watch. And Fight Club does it in space, like it gives it to you.
0: Why would you give this movie in a nine out of ten stars?
1: Uh, this right here, it says 79%, um, so seventy-nine percent. So seven point nine for them. For me, it's above an eight. It's clo- like eight point seven. I give it.
0: 8.7 out of 10. Yeah. I give it a 9. Yeah. This is the one movie that I hadn't seen in a while. I saw, mm. I've saw i seen it three times. Yeah, The first time I saw it was like five years ago. Mm. Saw it again two years ago, and I bought it. Yeah. And this is the third time I see it. And after the first half hour of the movie, I mm. forgot I ever saw it. Yeah, it, I can just watch this movie fucking over and over. It's a great movie. It
1: is. It really, really is. I mean, hats off, Fincher.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Fincher, you are a talented man, and i love to see more work from you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for that, we are going to cut, and we're going to cut right back into television and movie premieres. Yeah. Uh, but before that, I'm going to go blow my nose. <laughs> alright And welcome back to the television and movie premieres part of the podcast. You you know the fucking drill. Right? Yeah. yeah. I, I always announce it, but you know the drill. I guess if you're new, it makes sense. Yeah. Right? Like, do you think? What? Do you think like new new listeners are confused if I don't announce it?
1: yeah you know what they just, might be actually yeah. they might be
0: just kind of like oh, wait yeah. what the fuck well, here you go all right <laughs>
1: you yeah. know what but that's on them though if like if this is your first time listening go back and listen to episode one how about that
0: actually go back to listen from like episode 10 on.
1: yeah because episode yeah. episode
0: one to like 10 were great mm-hmm. but we had shitty microphones yeah it I wasn't wanna do that the too. best back then
1: <laughs> all right anyway. um let's see uh starting on tuesday march the 7th um we have the americans American is going to be on FX at 10 p.m. It's a drama. Um, I haven't seen a single episode of this thing, but people are talking about it, and it's critically acclaimed. What's it mean, about? Don't know. I think right. it has something to do about um about uh communists and Russians and something like that.
0: Does that make
1: sense? Yeah. I mean,
0: I, I, yeah. I like that.
1: Like that's, the, that's the only thing I've seen from commercials I'll see like the uh, the communist the red thing with the hammer just thing like in the middle hammer. yeah yeah I,
0: I like that it's called the Americas and the first thing I think it's about Russia. Russian,
1: yeah <laughs> I mean we are in that, that climate currently yeah. yeah fuck that's right <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ you know it's like it is so freaking crazy that it's like I grew up on television you know that that took place from like 60s and 70s like yeah. watching those old TV shows and people were just insane about communists yeah. all the commies communists all the, the reds red, yes they was just all about that and it's just and those were the same like right wing people right wing people that were just like terrified of the communists and, and all this stuff and, and, and the russians and everything and the same right wing people their president our president is um maybe may in cahoots with the so-called communists and red people and all that stuff and it's fine now
0: no, it's fine. fine now that's fine it Sound like it? sounds like yeah. they got fucking nukes yeah <laughs> It's not fine. <laughs> it's not like we're going to start another fucking Cold War. You know? It's fine. It's, nah, it's, fine, it's, it's fine. fine. It's fine. World War III you know? is not going to happen. You know? Which apparently we died in it last week. Oh, yeah, we did.
1: We, yeah, we were dead. We did. So,
0: I don't know... The, the, the bad thing about
1: World War 3 is you're not gonna just get to die it's no. not gonna be that great like no. we're not we're not just gonna you know because that's what you would hope because we have all these nuclear weapons between us and Russia and uh, Korea and all sudden that we'll just all go, go out in a blaze of glory and this all just die and the remainder of us will, will die from the uh, the poisoning and the cancer radiation. and the radiation over like 10 years but no this is not gonna happen it's gonna be a technological warfare to where we're just gonna have to be like EPMD out and not have Wi-Fi or internet yeah. or, and then we're just dealing with basic Primitive functions. It'll just be hell there's instead gonna of be being like dead. an
0: Annoying millennial in a corner going like, I can't <laughs> yeah. watch Marin. Yeah, exactly. And, and like the other side of the world, there's a Chinese guy going like, Well, I'm gonna destroy you. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing you can do about it because you were watching fucking Marin.
1: Yep. What you gonna do without four that? P- four what you, what you gonna do without that opera? <laughs> it's like, what are you gonna do? But um, that's that's the Americans. Uh, Tuesday, March the seventh.
0: I would I would love to be alive. Mm-hmm. for world war three mm-hmm. and be, and watch the first comedy show during <laughs> world war three after that happens too soon i'm fine Look, no doing it <laughs> after that happens I, yeah, I can clock out yeah but i want to see the first comedy show during world war three that
1: would be pretty funny i think uh let's see uh kicking and screaming uh thursday march the 9th a survival reality competition pairs outdoor experts with pampered partners i'm done, I'm done. You know, I I would enjoy. I'm not gonna watch it because I'm not. But, but it's like I'm gonna say that I would like to watch it, just because of the idea of it. Um, You 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 have one person, I guess, will be a conservative, and then the the other person is a pampered partner. Right. You know, so I guess it's like a uh, very well-to-do hoity-toity doesn't want to do anything that's very difficult, Mm -hmm. and I would like to see. The, the clash between those two people.
0: You know what a picture every time that you go I'm not going to watch it because I'm not. A mm-hmm. picture some producer of the show going like damn it. <laughs> every time. We thought we had him. This fucker watches everything.
1: <laughs> He's can't. the one that states culture irrelevant. <laughs>
0: no. I don't give a fuck about the other one but if we lost him <laughs> we're
1: fucked. You're all the way fucked. <laughs> he doesn't even fuck with us and he fucks with bullshit everywhere. <laughs> he watches Golden Girls and likes it. Yes. Golden Girls. <laughs> Golden Girls is actually good. Golden Girls is actually good. I had a scare. Like yeah. I was I was tearing up as soon as I landed in um I landed in Atlanta um a day ago that day- like, My I'm jet lagging. The days are fucked. Yeah. Today's Thursday, so shit fuck whenever like yeah. you landed a, day some, prior a couple of this. suns ago yeah. fuck the um <laughs> when, I, when I, I left africa in the morning i landed in united states in the morning and it, it's it does uh, the shit doesn't make sense no it doesn't you but, went back in time yeah but uh right, so um but uh, when i when i landed um uh what's the name betty white was on the television and, and a lot of the the television's in the airport and i was like holy oh, fuck, fuck betty white died and I was, and then I, had, I did. I was staring at the TV. Show. My mom said, like, "What's wrong?" I'm like, "I think Betty White died." And then I'm gonna put in Betty White, and I'm putting, I put in her name in, um, into Google, and then it said, "Betty White is an American actress." I'm like, oh yes, yes, thank you, thank you, is, oh is, <laughs> you know, because the first thing when you Google somebody that's dead was it automatically was. <laughs> was. Was like, an American
0: actress? Yes. No, mom. Betty White's so lively, so alive <laughs> That's gonna suck. I don't even oh. like, but like I don't yeah. even like a lot of stuff that Betty White's been in because I yeah. haven't seen it, yeah. so I don't know if I like it or not. Yeah. But like, just the idea of Betty White dying—it's
1: going to happen eventually. It's just like
0: the passing of an era, man. Yeah. It's just kind of like she's older than sliced bread.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, L- like literally. literally. Yeah. 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 Like, uh, it, it's, it's all happening now. Like, uh, Mary Tyler Moore, she died a couple of a couple yeah. of weeks ago. And I love the Mary Tyler Moore show and the Dick Van Dyke show. So, on the plane, on the plane right there, I tried to watch uh, all of the episodes of the Dick Van Dyke show over again. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, he's gonna be clocking out soon, too. Right, <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just unfortunate. He's on the way out. Yeah, so it's like, I'm gonna watch all the shows now as opposed to the day after that he dies. And then, you know, when, you know, after somebody dies and like People all the, the sales immediately about. go up on that. So, I'm like, nope, hipster bitch. Uh, the, uh,
0: i will watch your shit before you die before
1: you die motherfucker
0: keep that in mind for anyone that's making shit out
1: there yep <laughs> the uh the next thing is gonna be friday march the 10th a uh, love it's a comedy on netflix produced by jed apatow uh starring allison brie remembered all that stuff and it's not written down uh,
0: nice Fuck yeah. I, I just like the
1: show i like that show a lot show uh, love it, um,
0: oh, oh, I know. Okay, okay. I was, I, I, I got lost a little, but now I know which one you're talking yes.
1: about. Yes, there's a, uh, there's a guy that reminds me a lot of, um, of Woody Allen without the, the pedophile stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it reminds me. He reminds me a lot. You have to qualify that because mm-hmm. if he was in the room, he was like, you know, you remind me of a lot of Woody uh, Allen, but not the, not the <laughs> not,
0: you know, you know, none the kiddie stuff, like the Charlotte porn of, thing none of that. Nah, not not the just fulfill yourself, and just like the nice Woody Allen.
1: Yeah,
0: you know? <laughs> so, <The> non-rapey Woody Allen. <laughs> non-rapey Three stuff
1: weeks. but um that's uh that's friday march the 10th love a comedy on netflix is coming back for season two cannot wait for that um surprisingly the, fan- the vampire diaries are still around vampire diaries Why? that's not true blood that's not vampires yeah
0: that's it like Something
1: how were how they still around? I thought that that would have died off. I thought
0: it died off like two years ago. Like
1: the Twilight, the Vampire Diaries, the True Blood, um, all of True those Blood, things. True I,
0: Blood, I would get if True Blood was still on, because True Blood yeah. was like a little bit. It was edgier. good early. Yeah, it was a little bit edgier than the other.
1: Ones. Season one and two, I love yeah. True Blood. <laughs> Season three, I even stuck around for the uh, the Snooky, the Snicky, what the the white chick, whatever. Oh, uh, fuck! I can't oh, no, I can't Snooki. think of her name. It was something, it might have been a snake, it was something, she was a, a blonde white chick with, a like, a, a ghetto name. Oh, it, was, right. it was weird to me. But yeah, she was hot as hell, so I'll watch that for three seasons, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, The Vampire Diaries is uh, coming back um, on Friday, March the 10th. There's going to be a drama on the CW for season 150, I guess, nice. whatever the fuck. Uh, <laughs>
0: First season, way too many.
1: Yeah. Uh, the next thing is going to be on uh, Saturday, March the 11th, uh, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. The second. It's an uh, animation on uh, oh. Disney Channel. They have the uh, cartoon. I actually or enjoy the their, their,
0: their animated content. I watch on a Disney? little bit of it. Yeah, nice. I don't watch it, you know,
1: religiously. I mean, they could be good. Yeah, I'm sure they but might be I, pretty. I've good.
0: seen their Amazing Spider-Man one. Mm. I've seen their 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 Avengers one. Yeah, it's pretty good.
1: Okay, I'm gonna have to give them a chance. I love Guardians of the Galaxy, so we'll see how that rolls. <coughs> I'm, I'm I'm gonna need Chris Pratt to come out here and and knock this out of the park. Cause I told you that I watched the watch passengers. the passengers. Yeah, yeah. I watch that passengers, and it, and it's, and the reason I watch the passenger movies, cause you know how I say it's like I don't want to watch a movie that's bad. Yeah. I don't want to waste my time on something that's bad and you told me how bad this movie was <laughs> yeah. the reviews not only did all the reviews tell me this movie was not bad
0: the, not only the reviews said it was bad I told n- you it was worse than what the reviews were saying yes
1: in person an actual yeah. breathing person that I know seen the movie and came back and told me that you're not gonna like this this is a waste of your time and everyone else's <laughs> and I was like whoa you are very passionate about this I have so to see this movie. <laughs> I have to see it you know because if it was just regular bad then you wouldn't have much to say about it we're just like, eh, it was bad don't mm, see it Best. But you were very passionate about so how bad fucking this angry was. At that stupid movie. Yes, Jesus Christ. and it is that bad. It is that bad, guys. I mean, because your is Jennifer. Your expectations are they spent a good deal of money making this movie. You have a top-notch actress in uh, Jennifer Lawrence and Chris Pratt coming off of freaking Jurassic World, uh, Lego Guardians. Movie, Guardians of the Galaxy. He's coming off blockbuster after blockbuster after blockbuster. You think that he's going to sell you something good, and he sells you shit. They didn't. They didn't even dress the shit up well.
0: No, like my, my <laughs> you know? biggest problem with that movie was that Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence. Mm-hmm. I liked them as actors. Yeah, me too. So like, I had nothing. I had no real problem with what they performed. Mm-hmm. It was just a the script. Shit script. Yes, <laughs> but
1: but I'm like, I, that, that's why my problem was with them. The same thing I get on Ben Affleck, where mm-hmm. I was like, you read that script, and if you didn't read that script, fuck you. A lot if of you the you things did- that happen
0: is that they say like, well, we'll give you this movie if you mm-hmm. make this movie first. That's the unfortunate. That's boy, probably yeah. how they got trapped into making that movie. Some
1: of them. So yeah, yeah. 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 But yeah, that 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 happened. Uh, passengers don't passengers. see that. The, but uh, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, that's an animation on Disney Channel at 9 p.m. Saturday, March the 11th. You can check that out, though. <coughs> All right. Uh, next thing is going to be Sunday, March the 12th. Nothing of note. Oh, Guy's Grocery Games. We talked about this one time before.
0: On my way to Flavortown.
1: Hell <laughs> yeah.
0: Man, every time Guy Fieri's name comes up, mm-hmm. I have to say, it. there's a video of Guy Fieri like slowly eating set to the song hurt by johnny cash mm. and it is the most beautiful thing i've ever seen and i hurt myself god <laughs> fieri slowly shoves a burger in his fucking oh, yeah. mouth
1: i wonder what guys <laughs> like i always think about fieri's personal life i mean i think fieri works out like more than i do like Probably. lots more Probably. you know but just because like his his day job is to eat whatever he wants to travel and eat whatever he wants all the time for you know for the job you know outside of whatever he decides to personally go eat with his wife and kids (laughs) you know it's just I've seen him eat so much and he would be like a 500 pound person with all the stuff that I've seen him put in his mouth you know and he's looked the same for the past like seven years I've seen him on TV.
0: He probably works a lot to maintain that chubby fire.
1: Yes to maintain what he has it's like people look at that at that build and don't think much of it i look at that build and i'm like no he's worked for that
0: he's a fucking god yes <laughs>
1: seriously like i want that i love food i fucking love food brian i talk about this i love it man yeah, i love it great. i love it it's fucking awesome god damn it <laughs>
0: i'm just saying my favorite thing about guy fieri is that as much shit as he gets yeah he is always fucking happy when he's on camera.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm a yeah.
0: little flavor town baby. Yes. Banners, <laughs> drives us and dies. Very
1: passionate about it. it. He loves it.
0: I love that shit. Yes. I well, will watch a guy Fieri television show, no doubt. I will too.
1: Yeah. You know, and that's we can agree on that. That's like one of the guys that they're like are safe and happy, fun that I use to kind of like diss you on. But yeah. no, I'm I'm, I'm with, with you, you yeah. on guy. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, we agree. We get some wings. Well, We're gonna flavor well, town together, buddy. Well, <laughs> Figure this shit out, yes. Gaffieri can solve world
1: hunger. He can fix, he can fix everything. He can, bring he can bring it all together. What's the, what's the guy that uh, the Mark Maronz that could uh, bridge the gap for everybody? Like Tom, Tom Petty.
0: Tom Petty. <laughs> yeah, get Tom Petty and Gaffieri in a room. We'll <laughs> fix that shit immediately. We'll fix all this shit. Gaffieri will bring the wings. Tom Petty brings the guitar. Yeah. We'll figure it out,
1: man. <laughs> Just figure it out.
0: We'll stop World War 3 from happening.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Um, let's see um, the, the next show is there yeah, oh, the, la- the last one is going to be on Monday March the 13th uh, VH1 Hip Hop Squares vh1 oh, hip-hop squares it's like um it's yeah it's like a play on a uh, hollywood squares yeah. from um like the 70s and 80s was on uh, tv that did hollywood
0: squares
1: uh no nah, it was um like cbs it was one of the original cbs abc nbc oh, one right. of those uh three but uh they had hollywood squares and um whoopi goldberg was a center square for a very long time which i'm gonna segue to something else i've been seeing all right so what do you do about social media what I mean. Like I feel like I have like that's why, why I say I'm not good at it sometimes because I have to let so many things go because people aren't like me, mm-hmm. you know. So if like if I if I make a post if I say something and I'm not accurate, then I will want someone to tell me that I'm not accurate so I can now be accurate. Like right. the truth is what matters to me, you know. But. A lot of the time when I do that, then the person gets offended or upset, and yeah. they'll be like, Get off my post or get off my page. You right. know, I say what I want to on page, or, or you know, they, they don't appreciate that. Yeah. And, um, we, we have a friend, Devin, who did appreciate it. He was like, Oh, thank you for saying that because I didn't know that, you know. Yeah, Devin's yeah. cool as fuck. Yeah. It was because there, there's a meme going around. Like, I was in Africa at the time. So as soon as I woke up that morning, I seen a meme from, um, from Devin, and it was like, Congratulations to Viola Davis. She becomes the first woman to win an Oscar, a Tony, and an Emmy as a black woman. I was I was like, no. I was like, Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg, Goldberg, man. Whoopi Goldberg has, has all of those. I read
0: that. I read that sentence. Yeah, side. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Like, cause they have it. Cause I mean, I was. Younger I was really fascinated About the EGOT The mm-hmm. Emmy Grammy Oscar Tony And there's very few people That, that have that Specific award The Emmy Grammy Oscar Tony right. And Whoopi Goldberg Was a black woman That had it so It's always like I just knew it Off the top of my head So after saying it, it was like Oh thank you Cool You know Now I know But then I started seeing that post From everyone down my feed And it became a meme You know Viola Davis First woman to win this Viola And I was like I can't go through The next 10 posts And correct every single One of these people You know I can't do it You know but <laughs> You just have to make And then and, and, and then on their post, you know, there's like 15, 20 people that like it, so they agree now. Yeah. You know, there's a bunch of people that comment, so they agree. So like in total, you false. see
0: 10 posts, there's like 200 people that think that's right.
1: The, yes. And then if you can, you cannot correct them. And then 10 years down the line, you have people giving you false information as if, as if it's a fact. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, what the fuck?
0: I, I, this is what I do. Whenever I, I feel the infos to correct someone on social media... Mm-hmm. If it's like politically involved, yeah. I'll do it. I'll do it every goddamn time if it's political. Okay. I don't know why. I just like political arguments on Facebook. They're, All right. they're like fucking heroin to me. <laughs> and like, but if it's like some bad piece of information, mm. I just go like, hey, there's a link. Yeah. You can you can you can read it. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's yeah. like literally the headline is what you're saying is wrong. Yes. Just like.
1: Yes. Click it. <laughs> it's yourself. that easy it's that easy and then like
0: sometimes i just leave the link and not say anything and yeah. i think that bothers, that bothers people a lot more mm. but they can't say it because nope. i didn't say anything
1: yeah, exactly so <laughs> what are you trying to say i didn't I not didn't say anything i was just you know i just gave you the link just left you left you some information here if you want me. to educate yourself that's up to you if not you know i'm just i'll be here i gave here. you the
0: tool yeah be fucking it mm. or not mm. fuck me i don't care yeah. but if it's like some weird like actor related thing mm. like I, that i know is wrong yeah I just, I let it go. I let it go. When it comes to that thing, I just go like, it doesn't matter. You're an idiot. You're, stop breathing. I don't follow them. I mean, I've gotten really good at just like ignoring people on Facebook because I just, I do, I do the scroll where it's just kind of like.
1: I mean, the, the, the fact that the earth is only 2000 years, uh, 2000 years old. I mean, how can there be climate change if the earth is only 2000 years old? The earth's not even old enough to have any kind of climate change. That's a fact. And I'm, not, I'm, just like, I'm like, what the fuck? What, what are the you? fuck? You know what I'm saying? Like, just reading stuff like that. It's just like... There's this
0: one girl on Instagram <laughs> that I follow mm-hmm. that she claims the earth is flat. Oh, yeah. And she's yeah, been lot. saying that vehemently There's a lot Instagram. of people
1: saying that now. And they're, I'm just they're, like... They're getting traction, man.
0: How the fuck... Listen, I'm getting really close with the right mm-hmm. How the fuck do you actually believe that the earth is fucking flat? Yep. How the fuck do you believe... How, how the fuck do you believe the earth is flat? Mm-hmm. How? Uh, there's literally, there's literally mm. thousands of years of research. Yes. Proving you wrong. <laughs> yes. Galileo. Mm-hmm. He no, got killed. No, fuck him. <laughs>
1: fuck him. What do you mean? He's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> he knows nothing. Science? No. Nope. He got killed. <laughs> nope. Aristotle? Like none? Nope. None no. of those people. No.
0: Newton. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Newton. Nope. You know physics because the earth <laughs> is fucking round. Mm-mm nah i guess it doesn't fucking matter
1: nope nope he's an idiot he's it is sad it's sad he's an idiot
0: bill nye bill nye let's bring someone a little bit more recent bill nye and fucking neil degrasse tyson yeah they look at you and think you're the scum of the earth they are the nicest people and they think you're an idiot yeah how can you be that wrong how yeah. Oh, that was my rant towards flat. The earth is round. Okay? The earth is fucking round.
1: It's so crazy like because we have the internet so you can get any insane asinine opinion can be validated
0: got a little trigger there
1: (laughs) you know anybody was look I believe that all ponies on earth are pink you know but they were just looking at it differently because the way the sunlight reflects off the sun and the the sun and the red and the green and that makes them into blue but we really can't see it because that's not the way that our brain works you go on the internet you'll find five assholes that agree with you you know and then you just fucking fact now you you stay and you just stay inside your circle of delusion and you can believe anything now
0: the earth is flat the holocaust didn't happen Happened, donald trump's a good president and the fucking pope didn't defend kids getting fucked
1: i'm gonna start and elect guy fieri for president let's B- do it that's what let's I do want. it why let's not? bring
0: flavor town back to america yes let's make america flavorful again. why not why yeah not? why the fuck not <laughs> uh, you know who's gonna, <laughs> gonna sing for him at the inauguration <laughs> mm-hmm. smash mouth that, that
1: no smash mouth sang for uh for what's the name didn't he trump
0: no 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 smash who was mouth. who was that it was it was uh, keith rock no they they, they, they told keith
1: there was somebody else. Fuck! Oh, it won't Nicole, matter.
0: Nicole
1: no. Um.
0: <laughs> anyway, Guy Fieri. Let's. I say uh, that because Guy Fieri and the lead singer from Smash Mouth look too much. Look, alike. they look alike, yeah. We've never seen them in the same room. No,
1: they're the same person.
0: Yeah. The,
1: same the um one. the uh, <laughs> the only movie that we have coming out it may be uneventful, but I still kind of want to see it because they're hitting all my marks. Uh, for the most part, I mean, it, it runs a little long. It's a PG thirteen movie. It's a uh, hundred and twenty minute runtime. Listed as an action adventure fantasy sci fi movie. This movie is Kong Skull Island.
0: Um, I, I don't. Is that got you? Is that got you going? i a
1: little bit. Um, the the reason why is uh, Samuel Jackson. I would like to see him call <laughs> a gorilla a motherfucker.
0: <laughs> you know, it's the
1: like, one motherfucker they have
0: yeah, in the movie, yeah. and it's gonna be used towards a fucking gorilla. <laughs> yep.
1: I want to see that. Um, Brie Larson is in it. I, I like Brie Larson a lot, and John C. Riley is in it as well. <laughs> so, like, I want, I want to like see them. In the you saw me on the movie. Yeah. the possibility and, of that happening.
0: Yeah,
1: and the uh, the other thing is like they it is not supposed to be the exact same as the other Kong movies. Like the the humans against Kong. Mm-hmm. On this one, they're on Kong Island on um on Skull Island and the people work with Kong, they sacrifice and feed Kong mm-hmm. so he can protect them against the actual real threat, the monsters that live underneath the earth. Right. So, I mean, I, I'm I'm anxious to see this movie, although it could turn out very bad.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm convinced it's not going to be great.
1: Yeah, I, you know, I'm, I can't even say anything against that. <laughs> you know? I'm, I, I'll just have to waste my money that day. <laughs>
0: I'm tired of these motherfucking gorillas because on this motherfucking,
1: motherfucking island. island. <laughs> yes. I gotta say it. I'm sorry. I gotta say it. I gotta see that! (laughs) If nothing else, I need that. I need it. It won't be good, but I'll be satisfied. I'll tell you that. I will be satisfied. (laughs) <laughs> it's like it's like eating fucking like two double quarter pounders. It was like it was, was it good. What? No, but I'm good. I'm satisfied. Yeah. Like, I, I, I mean, satisfied. I hate myself, but I'm <laughs> yeah. good.
0: I'm having a great time. <laughs> yeah. Man, every time I do that shit, I used to do it. I used to do it fairly often. And I still I do it. Shit, yeah. if I went to McDonald's, I yeah. couldn't get just one qu- double quarter pounder. I no, just had to because well one in my mouth. of and them. fries and just dip it and just fucking ah.
1: One double quarter pounder is enough to make you feel bad about yourself. You know, one one double quarter pounder feels worse than two does. Yeah. Because with one is just you feel bad. With two, you're satisfied because you can like go to sleep in a stupor. You're just so like drugged up with yeah. like fake artificial food that is just like you don't really have the full capacity to shame yourself in the way right. that you should until like the next four to five hours afterwards. Yes.
0: Exactly. That's exactly how it <laughs> you works. Know? You wake up after you eat the two double quarter pounders and it's like ah <laughs> yeah. what am I? Yep. But after you eat one that's immediate. It's that's a, immediate
1: yeah. It's, yeah. You're like two of them it's like a drug. It's like one a high. Quarter
0: pound, one double quarter pounder it's mm-hmm. like masturbating to like really weird porn mm-hmm. and then immediately looking at it on the screen.
1: Oh no. Hold on. It's you see you saying like masturbating and finishing and then yeah. looking at it on the screen? Yeah. Oh no. Like that's Don't that, do that. that's
0: what one double quarter pounder is the Ooh. emotional equivalent of. Like if you like if you went on some fetish website and saw yeah. like a girl poop herself mm-hmm. and you jerked off to that, yep. And then you fucking looked at the screen after you got all your calm in your hand. That's what one double quarter pounder with cheese feels like.
1: You know, it's like we're we're like out of time, like but I that that's like one of the things. That I'm like, why don't we talk about that? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like and like, like the things that don't get talked about. Yeah. It's like I mean, and you you struck as soon as you uh, as soon as you said that. But that's that's like for everybody, right? Yeah, yeah, it's everyone like, does that. When when, does when, you, that. when you're jerking off, it doesn't matter what you're watching, like how how great it is to so you at the time. As soon as you're finished, like you have to cut that shit off and you're done with it. You're disgusted. Get that out of here. Uh, like no, why <laughs> I'm am done watching
0: with <laughs>
1: Yes,
0: gross. It's like. <laughs> you have like cum on you and you're like ah yes
1: Yes. Ah. i love that it's just like it's just how odd like how you can go from like one extreme to the (laughs) The other other. that quickly you're like
0: high up here and then you immediately fucking crash right there why why are there cats in this why is she wearing cat ears i was into
1: it when i when i was into it but what am i
0: (laughs) yep why did I fucking do do a trapeze? And t- I'm done. I'm done with this bit.
1: It, it makes me. It <laughs> makes me wonder, like, how much a person could really be open to in real life. You know, because if it's, if it's in real life, it was like, I'm thinking about it now. I'm like, no, I would never do some shit like that. But then when you actually get in that, the sex brain, it's like, <laughs> sex brain. Yeah, like sex brain, it was just like, you're open to a lot it's more. Like when and your you dick think goes, you wait,
0: wait, wait, there, there might be something here. <laughs> yep. Your brain just goes like, all right, all right let's hear it.
1: going to let you explore it then. <laughs> See it out. It's going to happen. Yep.
0: Have fun. Yeah. It's yours for the next hour. Yes. After that, I return to the self-loathing. <laughs>
1: yes. Oh goodness!
0: Ah, thank you guys for <laughs> listening. Yes, we're gonna. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at underscore ffs podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, and uh, did I say iTunes already? Yes, yes. You can find us there under the name for film sake uh, for film sake, and on Facebook you can find us under the name for film sake as well. Uh, I think the at is at the for the ffs podcast on Facebook. Uh, talk to us. Hit us up. Uh, fight club was a brilliant movie and I yes. recommend anyone if you haven't seen it yet go see it Hell yeah. and uh, tell us what you think about David Fincher and his work if you're if you want to comment on the Facebook page yeah. uh, and with that being said uh, don't your cuff to too much weird shit because you'll hate yourself later <laughs> You will. or eat, too, or eat just one qu- double quarter pounder yeah. same thing <laughs> That's <Anyway. solid> advice. <laughs> I'll catch you guys later okay. bye